when Jeff Lynn and myself were doing Cloud Nine. Mm. I don't know, we probably had too many drinks, we were just talking about something, and this came out, the Trembling Wilburys suddenly... The trembling Wilburys? Yeah. And then it turned into the Travelling Wilburys, and that was it, it was forgotten about, really. And when we recorded this song, you know, I just said to Jeff, this is it, this is the Travelling Wilburys. back welcome to the traveling wilburys podcast this is episode seven where we'll be discussing track seven from traveling wilburys volume one heading for the light i have with me my co-host yin and our special guest sahil and uh yeah so let's just check in how's everyone doing this week i'm doing good uh, hanging in there just uh, waiting for the covid to subside yeah basically trying to get just trying to keep busy doing some uh, small projects here and there, just trying to pass the time. Yeah, and we hope everyone out there is doing well as well. So for this week, we have a George Harrison penned contribution, although all five Wilburys are, of course, credited, as is the case for all 10 tracks, but this is primarily a George Harrison composition. So last week we discussed Congratulations, which we thought was a good song, and so Heading for the Light continues that streak, so let's take a listen to that. So that was Heading for the Light, the seventh track from The Traveling Wilburys, Volume 1. And what a great song. I love this track, one of my favorites on the album. It just keeps getting better and better every time I listen to it. What do you guys think of Heading for the Light? Okay, so I don't know if this will surprise you or not, but this is, I'd say this is my favorite song so far out of out of all the ones we heard recently. This was like the type of song I was waiting for, the just the tone and the just the way the song plays out. I just really enjoyed this one. Yeah, actually, I've obviously listened to this album quite a few times, but not recently, and this is kind of the first time I've been listening to it as we've been recording these podcasts. And this song was always a song I kind of felt was weaker, but I actually, I, I like it more. I didn't realize that it was actually a lot more powerful than I remembered it. And I really like the saxophone in it, the solo, and then the part at the end. I like how... You know, with about a minute left in the song, it sounds like it's ending, but then it, it goes back up again and, and the coda is about a minute long. Yeah, it's just a really good song, optimistic. It's kind of a, a good song to after Congratulations, which is kind of a more depressing song. 
yeah, Heading for the Light, to me, is a song that just defines that George Harrison, his spiritual side, and what made him such an intriguing member of the Beatles and made his solo career also really powerful. And I think this track does a lot of that. It, it accomplishes having an optimistic message, but being really deep at the same time and describing some of his you know, spiritual journey. And the song title, Heading for the Light, you kind of get a hint of that, that he's searching for something, searching, and he's heading now in the right direction towards the light, not towards darkness. So if we go through some of the lyrics, I think the lyrics are some of the strongest on the album. The first line, he says, I've wandered around with nothing more than time on my hands. I was lost in the night with no sight of you, and at times it was so blue and lonely, heading for the light. So in this case, the you in this song is to George God, and this is really a track where he's trying to find himself and find spiritual peace. And so coming after Cloud Nine, it, it was really a great, great moment in George's career. He had been revitalized, and this song continues that. He has such a strong performance here, great vocal delivery, great lyrics, great message, and the band performance. Um, as you mentioned, the horns from Jim Horn, again, what a great saxophone solo. And it's, it comes in a kind of a surprise. You think the song is ending, and then the horns kick right back up, and you get this great coda, and it has so much energy to it. I think this song does tend to get underappreciated, as it is kind of buried on side two of the album. It's not. It was released as a promotional single in the U.S., but otherwise it wasn't promoted to the same degree as Handle With Care, obviously. And so it does tend to be uh, underappreciated, but I think... It is a really strong track. George really, really does a great job here. Um, Sahil, I'm, I'm glad that you like the song so much. Uh, it was your favorite, which it is a little bit of a surprise, but not really, because I think this is a great track. What made this song stand out to you? So I'm assuming we all seen Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So this, these songs, the tracks that were used in Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt were really powerful, played well in the movie. And this song kind of reminded me, had kind of the same similar tone to the songs used in the movie. So this just gave, uh, like comparing this song to the, this song would play well as one of the songs into the actual soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2. It would fit well as it has the same kind of mood and tone to the other ones. You definitely get that sense of adventure that that movie creates. I think, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy films are some of the best in that in those marvel movies some of them are more you know popcorn blockbuster action movies but i think gardens of the galaxy strikes that balance better than most and actually there is a george harrison song featured on Guardians of the galaxy volume 2 the track my sweet lord which is from his solo album all things must pass so you're definitely on the right track in saying that this is something that would fit in it totally would uh, and I think, obviously, My Sweet Lord is a similar kind of strong spiritual message that George came out with in the early 70s. And this track continues that trend and really is a revitalization of that because before Traveling Wilburys and before Cloud Nine, which was released the previous year, George Harrison's solo career was kind of in the ruts. I think a lot of people really thought that he hadn't come out with a good album in quite a long time. There was a few albums that had some good songs, but overall seemed lackluster. The previous album he released was called Gone Tropo, um, and really that album, I, I don't like many of the songs, and 
there's not that many good tracks like this. If this was on it, it, it would resurrect that album. But really, it, it was Cloud Nine and Traveling Wilburys that brought George back. This track represents George Harrison's big comeback in a way that I think brought a lot of the audience back. And it's a, it's a really powerful song. Have you guys heard uh, his previous solo records like Gontrapo or, or Somewhere in England? Yeah, and they're not very good. I much prefer Cloud Nine or some of his earlier uh, solo albums like uh, All Things Must Pass. Right, and Somewhere in England especially. Have you have you seen the original album cover of that? Yeah, it's just like a really bad picture of him on like a gray wall or something. Yeah, it's it's laughably bad. I don't want to pile on George, but some of his album covers at the in that time period were really questionable. I think they actually, when they re-released Somewhere in England, they changed the album cover because it was so terrible. And so, yeah, he, he seemed to have lost his way a little bit. He did that Monty Python film, Life of Brian, and that nearly bankrupted him, actually. And so he was definitely going in these different directions. When he came and met Jeff Lynne in L.A. and they worked on Cloud Nine together, that brought his career back into focus and brought that spiritual side back into focus as well, which is why Heading for the Light is such a compelling track. If we keep looking through the lyrics, there's some great lines. I think one of the best parts of the song is the first kind of pre-chorus or chorus where the rest of the Wilburys come in and saying, I didn't see that big black cloud hanging over me. And when the rain came down, I was nearly drowned. I didn't know the mess I was in. That chorus, that part, the vocals sound so good. Like, it's almost crazy, like, how good those vocals sound. Yeah, that's, that certain line was actually very symbolic. You can very well visualize what the actual scene would look like, like a cloudy, dark cloud, and it's just raining really hard. Yeah, it's good because it, it also shows that, you know, that's the, when you're down in the dumps, and then and it, the contrast of heading for the light. And I think overall that, as a more broad theme of this album, the songs do a really good job of encapsulating the, the, the mood of the song. And it's not just one mood throughout the whole album. It's all, diff- all these different types of songs that portray different types of moods. For sure. And that's what makes the Traveling Wilburys such a great band, is that they're able to go from track to track and have these different spiritual messages. Uh, and I, I love that chorus part. That really cements the song for me. It has a good punch to it. Uh, I also love the drum parts. The drum fills are really exciting and they, they bring a lot of energy to the track. This track, of course, was recorded initially at Dave Stewart's house. Five of the Wilburys standing around the kitchen table with their acoustic guitars. And then later on, it was overdubbed at Friar Park in England. This track, a lot of people at the time, reviewers, picked up on this track and said this is you know one of the best on the album. I would agree with that. I think it's a really strong song overall. Yeah, I actually, when I initially heard this album, I, I kind of actually thought this song was boring. But yeah, now, I, now I've kind of come around to it, and I really like it. It's probably, yeah, one of my favorite songs on the record. So this song was actually also released in Australia in 1989, but it only peaked at number 88 on the Australia singles chart. Really, it wasn't like a super popular song. It is kind of a deep track on the album, but one of the best. Yeah, it does kind of seem like uh, songs with a more spiritual message are kind of, uh, they're not really, they're kind of pushed to the wayside. People don't really appreciate them as much. I mean, maybe they were in the past, but now it seems like people don't really care about that sort of stuff anymore. Yeah, it's also kind of 
hard to predict predict what songs would actually do well in the charts. It's just basically kind of a there's no way of actually predicting it. It's just kind of a luck thing. I think George Harrison's solo career definitely struggled be- because of that. A lot of his songs are fused with that spiritual message, and I think sometimes he gets uh, criticized for being too preachy. And I think to some extent that criticism is warranted because on some of his solo albums, there are tracks where he's pondering the spiritual journey. The album Living in the Material World, which is a good album, there are a number of songs that are really slow, Be Here Now, and that is all. There are these tracks that they have cool lyrics and are interesting to, to think about, but as tracks, they're too slow and meandering to really have a great impact and that's why heading for the light does that better than those tracks because it has that energetic beat a catchy melody and these great lyrics so it kind of combines the spiritual side with that catchy pop side that the Wilburys excelled at and bringing it together to make a really cool song i think the thing is, is that because it's in a major key and because it's about optimism as opposed to a lot of songs that maybe have a spiritual side to them, they're just kind of, the singer is obviously kind of resigned to that reality. They're not optimistic at all. So this one, yeah, it has the optimistic side of it and it also has the pop musical element of it that makes it really good. George Harrison's spiritual journey is interesting to look at as, you know, he was part of the Beatles, obviously, and he was always considered the quiet Beatle, but he really found his way going into the Indian mysticism and uh, these different, you know, Eastern religions like Hinduism and, and these things where he discovered things on his own. He was always a searcher for his own knowledge. He didn't like to be told things. And so he he is definitely unique in the, on the pop landscape in that he explored these kind of things. He went to the Maharishi in 1968 with the Beatles. He wrote great songs like The Inner Light. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys heard the, the Beatles George Harrison's more Indian-inspired songs. What do you think of those ones? Yeah, I like them quite a bit. Inner Light's a good song. Yeah, I, I like them quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah, like the the religious and cultural kind of music is not really, I don't, right now, it's not really explored as much. It's kind of limited, where people are just kind of scared of change, I guess. And yeah, it was just, it's good to explore all these different types of uh, music. And then fusing them together would make out some good songs, but some people think it's not as good controversial. I think it's important to have a little bit of, you know, personality and and individual thoughts to your music and to your lyrics, because it really makes the song stand out among others, is it's just, and that's what's great about the Wilburys, every track has its own character, its own sound to it, and the lyrics mean something. For the most part, <laughs> maybe "Dirty World" is more of a jokey yeah. one, but but I think the other tracks they all have a, a cool character that's searching for something or is doing something that's interesting and unique that separates the Wilburys from other groups. So, any uh, final thoughts about "Heading for the Light"? Uh, "Heading for the Light" was a pretty good song, one of my favorite songs so far. I would like to see this song being used in the soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, possibly. Yeah, I really like the song, and uh, it's kind of representative of the current situation because hopefully we're heading towards the light, uh, heading uh, out of the COVID situation. So yeah, it's a good, great song. Great song, great message, and hope everyone out there is doing well. If you're driving around, put this song on. It's a great track. It always makes me think, hey, I'm heading in the right direction. I'm driving in the right direction, heading for the light. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Traveling Wilburys podcast. Please remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wilburys Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a follow on iTunes and give us a five-star review on the iTunes store. That really helps us out a lot. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, share your favorite track, and how you got into the Wilburys, just send us an email at travelingwilburyspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read your correspondence on the show.